This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Living Forever, Not an Option. You know, the holidays are approaching, and we're in the midst of the season. Uh, We thought it would be a great idea to tape a special episode of our podcast to talk about a subject that comes up so often around the holidays. The topic is coping with the holidays after a loss. Now, the holidays are oftentimes spent with our loved ones. Of course, all of us do. Um, Family and togetherness are key themes for the holidays. This makes the holidays awful difficult for people who are grieving the loss of a loved one. But that said, Mary... What makes the holidays a particularly difficult time for grieving people? Well, you know, Lynn, it's interesting because the holidays, uh, they can be a challenging time for people in general. But as we mentioned with this topic, we're really talking about coping with the holidays after a loss, which just adds another dimension to this. So, you know, there's a, I, I know you love your quotes. I love quotes. So I got a quote for you, Lynn. Okay, let me hear it. <laughs> so the, you found this one. I didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> I love the quote. Uh, so, you know, Alan Wolfett said that the holidays don't come from the store. They come from the heart and soul. When someone we love dies, holidays can be painful because the heart of the holidays have been torn apart. That resonates. That That is true. You know, like before we said, you know, it's all about family and togetherness. You lose a key member to your family, and it is. It's probably like ripping your heart out. Absolutely. And and, and we always say, you know, family, again, is somebody who is uh, somebody you love, uh, anybody you love and, and support you. So it's it's we're not talking just about blood relation, but family is uh, those people that just matter to you and that you adore. So any type of loss like that really is going to to cause a lot of distress for people around this time. But you know, there's other reasons too. So so let's talk about this, you know, with the with after a loss, why the holidays can be so painful too. You know, one of the reasons is that the holidays demand a lot of focus, right? There's a lot to a do. A lot of right time now, and focus, and, right. You know, there's oh there's the expectations, aren't there? That and, and that's part of it too. What does the media tell us? We're going to be jolly and happy and, and we're Christmas caroling and all kinds of of things, right? So it's, there's this uh, expectation that we're going to be filled with this joy and and celebratory uh, feelings. And it's not that way for people. So, but they demand um, focus and emotions that a grieving person isn't able to give. So the other piece too, is that sometimes the holidays, they can deny or trivialize a person's loss. Because there's so much, everybody's attending to so many other things that the grieving person and the memory sometimes of the person who has been, who has died, that can get lost in it too. And Um, as the person who had suffered the loss, you know, if they're surrounded by these people that are, you know, in this joyous mode and they don't, maybe they don't want to ask for support or maybe they don't want to bring up their loss because they feel like a downer right you know well, and then sure. what does yeah. that affect yeah. them even more absolutely at that point well and and people do i think they feel like they're going to um be a wet blanket you know yeah. and and really you know bring others down at a time when everybody is allegedly so joyful and such and look i, I also want to point out that people can experience joy also you can have a loss and still enjoy some of that and we'll talk about that too you know in this in this uh, podcast but it's it, it is hard for people because it's the expectations again the pressures on people that they're supposed to behave or feel a certain way 
And do you think there is there a lot of guilt surrounding it too? Is if you you've had this loss and now you're you're feeling some joy? Do you feel guilty then because you're feeling the joy because oh, you've had the loss? Yeah, and I think that's a struggle for people. Is that you know how dare I enjoy the time that I'm having or even feel any sense of joy when my loved one's not here to enjoy this with us? I can picture that. I yeah, yeah I could see that happening. Yeah. So I think that, you know these are all real issues for people. So you know certainly um you know and holidays interrupt the grieving process right and because you know grief is hard work. We've talked about grief before and 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 we'll talk more about it, Lynn, on these because oh sure it's we'll so do a whole real. episode yeah. around grief. Sure. Yeah, let's because it's it's really important that people understand that grief is not a passive process that this is really hard work so and it's not a quick process no it doesn't just come like no. oh and you get a month and that's it that's let's, no, let's no. get back to work oh it's, exactly you know it, it can take a long time lifelong, can it lifelong Life, Lynn. Oh, yeah lifelong, lifelong. Oh, yep. absolutely right and and the goal is never to get over it it's to for it to become more tolerable with time mm-hmm. but this is a time particularly for people who have had a, a recent loss that again, this they're they're in the midst of this grieving process, and the holidays can interrupt that. This is hard work. It takes a lot of energy, energy that people don't have right now, and, and along with because what are the expectations? Shopping, cooking, preparing, all of these things. Boy, do those they they just collide, don't they? They do, and and it's I'm sure much hard. Is it harder on someone? Well, maybe not. That's you know has had their first loss, or someone that you know has lost a grandparent and aunt, but now you know, someone else's loss, that I, I would assume that would be just as difficult. Yeah. Because it's it, another loved one, as you said, it's another loved yeah. one that's not there and available yeah. to be with. Well, and it's a good question, but it's, uh, I, you know, it's so different for every person, you know, so it's not that, um, it, it, sometimes people think, well, it's the, you know, certainly you're getting through the first, if you've had a recent loss, that's the thing for people in terms of that year, you know, getting through all of the, the, the holidays. And when we say holidays too, we're in the midst of a holiday season, but holidays can be anything. They can be any special event or occasion. I have a friend who the, they, they struggle more around the 4th of July because it was a, it's something that they celebrated so greatly in the family. So that's a huge loss for them. So people are automatically assuming because of the time of year that that's what we're really focusing on but really any special event like that you know for some people it might even be Mother's Day or Father's Day or something like that Uh, but that first year still but you know it really varies with the person and the relationship and all kinds of stuff that comes into play there yeah it definitely makes sense so if you had to give Mary a key piece of advice for grieving people in terms of navigating or getting through the holidays what would that be to you? What do you, how do you see that? Yeah, you know, and I, 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 in the research that I do too, Lynn, and I love this when I had, uh, you know, they, there was one um, source and it talks about that the key, the key in terms of really navigating or getting through the holidays for people who are grieving is permission. I love that. One word, if, if there was one word we had to say or to talk about, it's permission. Now that's uh, that's an interesting word, Mary. Can you can you tell me more about like what, permission for what? Yeah, you know, well, you know, permission's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I'll tell you, we we are so hard on ourselves, aren't we? All the time. And, and uh, we, we it's hard enough to to attain permission from others to be the way we need to be, but it's even harder for ourselves to give ourselves permission to be a certain way. So permission can be uh, just so many things to do what you can and what you want to do. See, and, and trying to get rid of those expectations, like I have to be at this get-together, I have to be here, I have to be there, I have to cook, I have to clean, I have to celebrate. So to do what you can do. And be able to say, it sounds like to be able to say no. Right. 
you yeah. know, even though the expectations there and everybody wants you and the, the season, but to be able to sit back and go, I just can't. Yeah. No, exactly. To structure word, it no. in the way, yeah. you know. So uh, you know, it's it, it's always a good idea. Of, so say that you do feel, or e- that you want to, or even a bit obligated that ooh, you want to make an appearance. Even now, people will say, oh, I'll pick you up and we'll get over there. Well. You know, sometimes you need a getaway plan. You sure do. You know, so yep. and if you're with someone and they're driving, yeah, you have no getaway that's plan. Right. So sometimes it might be better if you're able to maybe to get yourself there so that you can decide what's a good amount of time or or again, if you have a change of heart or feeling while you're there, that if you need to leave you can. And do you think, you know, and you can also plan. Like I'm in my head I'm thinking, I might want to go early before the big crowd gets there, see my friends, say hello and then excuse myself and say I have to leave. Or, you know, vice versa, get there late and when the party's winding down. So it's not so much that you can pick your times and pick, you know, how how much time you want to spend. Absolutely. There's the permission again, right? Yeah. And and permission falls into a number of other areas too. It's, you know, permission to grieve because the grieving isn't going to stop. It's not going to be placed on hold, right? Because of the holidays, it's going to it's going to be there. It's going to be very real. There's a conspicuous loss when that when somebody special to you has died. So, per, you not you need to give yourself permission to grieve. Even when people are telling you, oh, you can, you know, come on, you can be happy now. And, you know, th- again, and then we'll, we'll get back to that. No, it's hard to do. So you, you can't put that. You have to have time. You have to give yourself an opportunity. You know, even around the traditions, you, you see a lot of people when they've had a death in a family and they're thinking, okay, here's our first holiday. So what do we do? All right, so this is what we're going to do from now on. Yeah. Now, give yourself permission to look. Let's get through this. Let's get through, th- you know, it, like even like let's take this holiday season for some, again, who people who are celebrating Thanksgiving. Let's get through that. Don't plan that this is what we're going to do from now on. Get through that first holiday and just take it step by step. What the future holds, it may be different in terms of how those traditions. So part of the permission, too, is changing traditions. Things can't be the same. They never will. When you have a significant loss or a death in the family, things can never be the same, Right. True, so, it's very true. So, so you have to be able to, again, readjust. What if the person uh, that died was the one who carved the meat or the turkey? So th- so and and sat hear? at the head of the table. Yeah. Pict- so I, that's what I picture, someone sure. you know, sitting at the head of the table carving the turkey, and yeah. now that seat is empty. Right. But Or there's a new person there right. who's taking over that tradition. Yes. And like you said, it is a change, but you know, that a tradition can continue, but it's going to be altered. Yes, you know, Absolutely. now maybe it's the uncle or the brother or the grandson now yes. who's grown that takes over with the carving set and takes over the, you know, the head of the table. Absolutely. And I would think, I would hope through the years that that would build to, you know, almost, a, you know, seeing that and bringing a little joy because, yeah. yep. you know, it's kind of mirroring what the, um, the, the, lo- the person who lost used sure. to do. Yeah. And, and, and incorporating that person's memory because they're always with us. They, 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 they might not be physically present, but they're forever a part of our lives. So incorporating those things, too, and I think, you know, even permission to talk about the individual, because sometimes people feel like, let's not bring it up. We don't want to upset one another. Well, again, the person's very much a part of that. So to be able to incorporate that and even, even to have certain rituals, um, you know, as you know, my father died three years ago, and we still, every now for each holiday, 
we bring a strawberry shortcake to it because that was something that was very special to him. And I remember you always having to go get that strawberry yep. shortcake and bring yep. it up for your dad. Absolutely. He so loved that strawberry yeah, shortcake. and haven't missed it yet. Now, nobody else in the family <laughs> likes it. It's <laughs> thrown out afterwards, but <laughs> you does. know what? But There's we still meaning. have it. Yeah. And it's it's important to you and important to you know your family. That's right. And well, I bet now they look at that and they think of your father. Well, people ask for it and they don't eat it. But it's just, but they, <laughs> but want they it say, there. who has the strawberry shortcake? And it's sitting on the table and it, it's really, you know, honoring him in that a way. Place and of that's honor. a special yep. thing. Um, uh, just, in the, you know, just, uh, you know, this, just the other things in terms of permission to uh, just even to relate to religion or faith uh, in, a, in a different way. Because, you know, certainly when people have experienced a loss, there's still a feeling sometimes that they have to relate in a certain way. People should be able to do what they feel at any given time uh, and not that they are, um, that they should be doing things. You know, a lot of times you'll hear should, could, would, all of these things, and those things have to be put aside. And also, you know, just permission to find um, a safe, safe places and safe people. There are certain people that you can really be yourself with and that you don't have to put on airs, and, and you got to find those people in those places. I almost feel comfortable with them. Yeah. I, I can picture if you're, you know, if you're in a quiet stage or if you're in a sad stage, you have to be around people who are going to accept that. Absolutely. Not someone that's going to look at you and go, oh, here they go. You know, yep. they have to be, you have to have that support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes, makes very sense. Makes a lot of sense, Mary. Um, any other tips or su suggestions for, you know, our listeners today? Oh, absolutely. There's so many, Lynn, uh, you know, and, and we won't even be able to encompass all of them in this podcast, but, but there's a lot of things that people can be doing. And, and, and one of them is accept the likelihood of your pain. You're, you're suffering, you're grieving. So of course you're going to have those feelings. So sometimes I, you know, when people, oh, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. And then all of a sudden that wave of grief comes over them, which is very understandable and natural. And it can be overwhelming for people thinking like, oh, well, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was. Well, it doesn't mean that. It means that this is how grief works. It comes in waves. It can give you a little ambush periodically too. So, so almost to accept the likelihood of the pain that, you know, with the holidays and because the loss is so apparent and, and the, the absence of the person is so apparent, you're going to have these feelings. So, so to make sure that you allow yourself, feel whatever you need to feel. There's no right or wrong. People have to be able to feel whatever range of emotion they have and to be able to, to express it, to, to really, and again, finding those people that you feel very comfortable, like you had said. And do you think, I'm going to just chime in, Jump do you in. think, are some people sometimes wondering why they're angry all the time or why they're almost lost or crying, you know, and it's really their emotions from the loss. Do they, is it confusing to people too, to, to feel all these different waves of yeah. emotions at this time? Yeah, I think sometimes people, they, they, they're not even aware of what they're doing. Or That's they may how be I can kind of picture it, right. Yeah, they may be behaving a certain way or getting uh, short-tempered or snappy or whatever it is. Just like I said, a range of emotion. It, something minor might happen and they just might burst into tears, you know? And, it, and again, you, so when they think about it and they sit and talk about it, you can see how it's actually related to something else. And, and, it, and it could be these, uh, just even on an unconscious level or not being aware that it's because of the loss that they're going through. Um, and the more that we can identify it and then allow people to talk about it more, it's going to help with all that. And what about, what if it, the person's not a talker? 
Like, you know, some people, you know, go through hard times and they, c- they kind of clam up. Is, th- is it better to be able to talk about it or to open up? Or would you suggest to our listeners that it's a good time to open up or get that one confidant that you have that you could sit with and talk with? Or wh- what are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah, you know, it's a, that's a really good question. And it's really a tricky one because, listen, people grieve differently. And you do, you have people that are more emotive and who are able to be more verbal and to talk about it. And you have others that just, they do it very differently and they are more quiet. The thing about grief, though, is that it's a road we have to take. It's hard. We don't want to do it because the pain and the, the sorrow is so much sometimes. The feelings can be intolerable, but the only way for the healing to, to happen is to go through it and to experience, to to allow yourself to express the feelings. Now, not everybody's going to do it in the same way. So so maybe, I, you know, and, and, you know, I've had a family member with a loss, and, you know, they never would talk about it in front, but, but they would say they said they would go into the shower and have their cry oh. or do what they needed to By do themselves. There. Yeah, and, and again, p- this is not a right or wrong. People have to do it the right way, and hopefully there are times when people can find, again, that safe person that they can talk to or, or to do it in other ways. Some people, they might do it in a different way, too, in terms of, again, you know, keeping the person's memory alive or, or again, you know, getting the emotions out, whether it be doing some other type of physical activity or what have you. But it is important to recognize the feelings that they have around that and, and at some point to get it out. When we, when we stifle grief, when we try to hold it down and pretend like it's not going to happen and not wanting to deal with it, it's going to come out one way or another. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And it could be that. more destructive. Could it be a more destructive type of yeah, it can be. Um, appearance if you're not careful and not, you know, kind of dealing with it and working yeah. through it? Yeah, and that's where you can see the anger and other types of behaviors and stuff when we're trying to really push it, push it, push it down and, and not let it ever you know, surface in any other way, and it can come out in in more destructive ways or in, in, you know, less constructive ways. So it's important that we are able to have some outlet around it and that people can can, uh, have opportunities in that way. And I know here at Care Dimensions, and I'm sure there's others around, but there's also support groups. Oh, yeah. People have support groups around grief and loss, Absolutely. You know, And there's a lot of them going on this time of year. So it's probably more than usual just because of this is so, so apparent now. Yeah, there are even uh, there, there was there are blue masses, uh, you know, things like that. So for people who are religious, uh, there's actually called a a blue mass or, you know, it's called a mass, not a service, but a blue mass where they uh, you're actually able to go. And it's, you know, people can just kind of be the way they are and there's a, a religious component to that but others can do individual counseling they can do group counseling there's a lot of support groups we just did the tree lighting ceremonies and after that they actually pulled together and had some support groups to do about coping with the holidays and all of that so and, did, and we've done a couple service of remembrance also uh, that absolutely. i heard were you know a lot of people showed up and yeah. i heard it was they were very it was almost a healing experience absolutely for people. very healing yeah so, so there's a lot of different opportunities like that. You know, this is a time of year. Sometimes people will even do volunteering. You know, they might, they might decide that, you know, this is a year we're going to actually, you know, go hand out meals uh, to people that are in need. We're going to do some other type of thing. We're going to, you know, pick a family to give other, you know, gifts to that, that, that might need other things. So that's a, a very therapeutic way, too, of dealing with loss and all of that. Be giving of ourselves, which is hard to do when you're grieving. 
So th those are other ways to do too in terms of, um, you know, just being able to plan ahead and, and to do other types of, even memorializing, planting a tree, doing other things in that person's memory. You know, I, I find <laughs> the tree lighting very healing. You know, and we put the tree up in the center of, of uh, the town here. And uh, I actually, when, when I do that, I actually pick the light that I identify as the one that I lit up for the person. For the person. Yeah, I, yeah, I did a couple for my, my in-laws this year. And um, it does. It, to do something in memory of someone, yeah. I, it just, to me, felt it felt right. It felt like I was honoring them yes. and that I was remembering. Absolutely. It's a remember. And that's yeah. why it's called, the, you know, we yeah. call them the service of remembrance, the tree of lights. But um, yeah. I did it. It just, yeah. and, you know, it's not about me, but I felt good. Yes. You know, I, and I, and I think like any person has to feel good and have to, yeah. you know, know that, know that the memory is staying with Absolutely us. Absolutely. You do. It's a way of keeping that person's memory alive. And, and like I said, they're very much a part of these holidays, whether they're physically present with us or not. So I think, you know, other, you, you had asked about other suggestions too, and, and just a couple other things I wanted to bring up is, you know, just people being gentle with themselves. This is a hard time. Grieving is tough and, and people are so hard on themselves. There's such expectations about, like I, I had mentioned earlier, how you should act and be. We got to be easy. And, and you know what, when you're having those tough times, maybe you can't stay at the event. Instead of beating ourselves up, just be gentle. Be easy on ourselves. Just remembering to remember, giving voice to our soul, harboring hope. There's so many things that we can do. And, um, you know, and, and there's a, there's another thing that I wanted to bring up too, which is about, uh, reconciliation, which is, which is an interesting word, isn't it? Yeah, tell and, me. You know, and, and reconciliation, it's, um, you know, it, you know, people will often say to recover from grief, right? Oh. Yeah. We don't, you know, that almost, it, it intimates that grief is a disease, right? That we need to get well from. And there's a time that frame. To, right. that to recover sounds like a yeah, time frame to yeah. me. Yeah, and, and really, it's not about that at all. So it implies that it is, that it's an illness, that it needs to be cured. And um, so it's really about reconciliation, it's about coming to terms with that. So they don't, mourners don't really recover from grief. You become reconciled to, to it. You learn to live with it, but it, you're forever changed by it. So that's the thing that I think is important for people. Life is altered. Yeah, Life is altered. Is. Life has yeah. changed. Yep. Not only for you, but for the people or, you know, the family members around you. Yep. But yeah. to come to terms with it. Yeah. Almost. So I, I always try to keep that word of recovery out and, and, and to use this concept. Uh, that is around re re reconciliation. So there's, there's, you know, there's a lot to hope for when you're grieving. You know that the healing will continue and will be ongoing. That times will get easier. Pain will become more tolerable. Um, that again, and and life gets readjusted in those ways. Again, with your having a different relationship with the, the person who has has died. So there's a there's a lot to do. There's people create journals. I have a a friend who had a, um, her, she lost her, her husband died in an accident and they had two little kids at the time and he was a coach and they had, uh, he, he wore a lot of t-shirts. He, he oh, was, yeah. you know, he must yep. have had a I million t-shirts. I think I might've told the story and I, I just love this. It's, uh, so what they did was they took his t-shirts. It was his wife and the two girls and they made uh, quilts out of the t-shirts. How wonderful is and that? And I'm going to tell you the kids now are in their twenties and they, they have these quilts that they, Forever. they, that they 
they will always have and embrace themselves with. I, I just think it's just a wonderful way of, again, honoring that person's memory and all. So there's a lot of things that you can do to link yourself with the person who has died. And that was probably a therapeutic way to go through their grief, too. Working on these quilts, working together going through the t-shirts, remembering oh, the great absolutely. stories behind every t-shirt that was there um, and the moments that when he wore them and, you know. Absolutely. I, I can just picture that. How, yeah. I, I mean, even though it was hard, I bet it was a, you know, I bet it was a joyous time absolutely. for them. Absolutely, yeah. At the, you know, at the same time. Absolutely. And absolutely. you got to learn how to sew, too, <laughs> in order to put that quilt together. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think how they, wonderful. Yeah. Or did they send I, it? I think they had somebody make them they for them. They had someone. But, oh, okay. That would have that would have been more of a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know how I was going to yeah. do that, but no. I had my mother-in-law used to make quilts, um, and she just recently passed um, a few months ago, and I still have those quilts. She made them for my kids when they were babies, and then to put on their their big you know their big boy and big girl beds when they got older, and my kids cherish them. Yeah. And during the um, the wake. We had all her quilts put out oh, all wonderful. around the room so people could enjoy them and look at them and see her work. She did beautiful work, but it was it was really an, an honor to put those out and honoring her and her talent and her memory yeah, through those wonderful? quilts. That's and they were beautiful. Is, yeah, that's and Which is a wonderful way. Isn't that something? So, And they will always have this and always remember her by that. Yes. It's a great memory, yeah. yes. So um, anything else, Mary, anything for around the holidays and healing? Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I, I do want to just just say that, you know, holidays are is as hard as they can be. They can be a time for healing as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, and people think, well, how can the holidays be a benefit to somebody who's grieving? But they really can, actually. You know, the holidays are a time when our schedules are, are different, aren't they? They are. And, and They're very change. busy. And yeah, and... And they're busy in one way, but yet in other ways, it kind of almost forces you to kind of slow down in other things too. Um, and it gives people more of an opportunity to, to have that time, you know, to, to really reflect and all. It's also a time, and you mentioned this earlier on in the, in the podcast, where it pulls people together. So grieving people tend to withdraw, but they what they need to do too is to have opportunity for to come together with the people they care about and to socialize, and the holidays certainly promote that. Sure. Um, so there's, Family there's is very big around the holiday. Oh, absolutely. So there's a lot of things that, that people can do, a time for laughing, which can lend itself to healing as well, and, and to, you know, to, to do all of those things. And it's important that people live in the present, that in, in the moment, try not to think about too much in the future, but to be really present about where they're at in this process. And and, you know, so the holidays can, can help in those ways, too, in terms of reflecting and, and bringing up memories. You know, there are time when it does promote, certainly around the holidays, that people start to, to remember and reflect. And that's what grieving people find helpful, too. Because so. I'm sure there's a lot of good memories to remember, the yeah. you know, your loved ones by. Yeah. And what a time, like you said, to sit and reflect and, and, and go through those good memories. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping this was um, this is helpful for our listeners. I know we we kind of threw this in last minute because it is such a important topic at this important time of year. So we're hoping this helped you and um, is beneficial. And we're again always willing to take questions or emails if anybody has any um, 
has any additional questions. And and there's some, you know, there's some good reading out there too, Lynn, in terms of, you know, just resources and, and certainly some of the resources that, that I have looked to too in, in some of the work around the coping with the holidays. I had mentioned Alan Wolfett, um, James Miller also, uh, Harold Smith. So there's a lot of, um, there's a, or Ivan Harold Smith, there's a lot of resources, some good reading out there for people around this time, too, around grief and the holidays. So I hope people will look to that because that can be very helpful, too. Sounds good. I think, and again, we could add, um, when we put the podcast out, we'll do a blog on the podcast, and maybe we could add those resources to it. So if people need um, or want to go look for those resources, the information and the titles will be there of the books. Sure. Um, We can do that for you. Very good. So thanks again, everyone, and we look forward to uh, our next podcast. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org backslash podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at caredimensions.org. And of course, you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.